Welcome to Active Word with Bishop Ishmael Sam of the Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, UDOLGC. Called of God, he ministers under the anointing of his father, Bishop Dag Heward Mills. Bishop Sam is the resident bishop of the Loyalty House International, Abbe Dawenya, of the Dawenya Afenya Link Road. He oversees many churches, both in Ghana and abroad. May the power of God be activated in your life today as you listen to Active Word. Shall we start something? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for this morning. We give you praise, we give you glory in the name of Jesus. Shall we take our seat? Just a small announcement. I'm sure those of you who I'm on WhatsApp chat. How many of you received a chat from me today, a message from me today? Did I send you a message today? I didn't send you a message today to wish you um, happy Easter. Forgive me, my, my sins. But over the weekend, we sent, over the, um, I think around the Easter Saturday, we sent a message, isn't it? How many of you received that message? Friday. Friday, Saturday, receive, send a message. Have you received that message? Okay, so this is um, the announcement about the passing of the firstborn child of our founder and our prophet and our pastor, Bishop Doug. That's David, um, who was a medical doctor and awakened and was 31 years old. It's unfortunate, but um, it's going to be with the Lord. And I want to, I want to encourage all of us to be strong and remember our prophet and his family, the mother, the siblings in our prayers, that God will keep them through this time of um, their loss. God will keep them strong. The Holy Spirit will comfort our father, you know, in spite of what happened, we saw him on Good Friday preaching and um, still doing what the Lord has, has called him to do. But it's not easy. It's not easy. So don't um, remember him in your prayers. Remember um, Aunt Mam in your prayers. Remember the brother, Bishop Joshua, and the sisters in prayer, that God himself will keep them, and God will keep us also as a family. I just want us to, let's all stand to our feet and pray, and uh, pray for our father, pray for our prophet, pray for the family, that God will strengthen them, God will comfort them. 
the comfort of the Holy Spirit, the extent of the Holy Spirit. We want to pray that Satan will not be able to take advantage of anything that has happened. I want to pray that by our prayer and the supply of the Holy Spirit, whatever has happened will turn out for their good yes. and even for the federance of the gospel of Jesus. Yes. In the name of Jesus, shall we pray? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Kaba Santalaba Shakatabaradaba. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the strength and the comfort of the Holy Spirit for our Father, for our Bishop, our Prophet, in this time of their loss, for Auntie Mami, for Bishop Joshua, for the sisters, Lord. Pray for all of them in this time that they are going through, that you strengthen their heart, strengthen their heart and comfort their heart, the comfort of the Holy Spirit, such that, Lord, they will be strong in the face of all these. We pray, Lord, that Satan will not be able to take advantage of this. But instead, by our prayer and the supply of the Holy Spirit, what has happened, some way, somehow, you're working out for their good in the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Father, once again. Yes. For our Father, yes. for our Prophet, yes. for your servant, Jesus. Bishop Dagwood Mills. Yes. For Auntie Mami. Yes. For Bishop Joshua and the sisters. We oh, thank yes. you for all of them. Oh, yes. As you commit them onto your hands. Jesus. To the comfort yes. of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Lord. To the inner strengthening of the Holy Spirit. Oh, yes. That Lord, you see them through this time. Jesus. By your mighty right arm. Yes. That will come out of this even oh, yes. stronger yes. than before. Yes. Lord. In the name of Jesus. We thank you yes. for the life you gave to David to come and live here on earth. Oh, Jesus. And we take that in your own time. Yes. You have called him home. Oh, yes. We can only say, yes. we can only say that thank you, thank you for Lord. giving him life. Thank you, Lord. And thank you, thank you for Lord. the opportunity he had here on earth. Yes, Lord. And we thank you for the rest of his life. Yes. Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Let's take our seats in the presence of the Lord. And I want you to open your Bible to the book of First Corinthians. I'm sure in due time, the announcement for all the whatever will happen will let, will let you know. We'll let you know so that we all get involved. Because he's our brother. He's our brother who has passed. He's our father, son, who is gone. And he's our brother. So get you to know the arrangement and um but in the meantime as the message came to you let's respect their privacy this is not a time for you to always you know send it i mean this is not a time let's respect their privacy let them allow let's allow them to go through they are going to in in the way they have to go through hallelujah amen wonderful first corinthians chapter 15 first corinthians chapter 15 when to read from verse 12 following verse 12 following and this is a scripture that every Christian um, it's, a, it's a must know passage of scripture, must know chapter in the Bible because it's very very important in our lives as Christians and this is the ultimate of our Christianity it's the ultimate of our Christianity so it says that now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead. 
How says some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? How say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? The next verse. But if there be no resurrection, then Christ is not risen. Hallelujah. If there is no resurrection, then Christ is not risen. Then Christ has not been raised. He's not risen, and Christ has not been raised. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain. Then is our preaching vain. And your faith is also what? Your faith is what? Our preaching is vain, and your faith is also vain. The next verse, 15. Verse 15. Yea, and we have found false witnesses of God, because that, because we testified, we have testified of God that he raised up Jesus. We have testified of God that he raised up Christ. Whom he raised not up, if it be that the dead rise not. Next verse. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ risen or raised. Hallelujah. I think I should read from my version, this one. Okay. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. And wow, you are yet in your sins. It means your sins are not forgiven. Verse 18. Then they also which have fallen asleep in Christ are perished. They also who have fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. If only in this life we have Christ, then we are, we are of all men most miserable. But now, Christ is risen from the dead. Hallelujah. But now, my verse but in fact, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. Hallelujah. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. Hallelujah. So this passage of scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, which is the story, the passage of scripture that talks about the chapter, that talks about the resurrection of the dead. God, it seems to me that this was a matter of contention in those days. Not only now, even early days that Jesus raised, was raised from the dead, there were a lot of people who were having confusion about these things. So, Paul had to say, Paul had to say that there are some people who are still going around. You know, there are some people who are still going around. There is no resurrection of the dead and all these things. And he had to address the issue. He had to address, but he addressed the issue also for our sake. He addressed the issue also for our sake. 
that the reason why we are born again or the reason why we have given our life to Jesus is so that we achieve the resurrection of the dead. Hallelujah. As for the resurrection of the dead, actually everybody will resurrect. Every dead person will come alive. But after coming alive, there are one of two places you can go. Heaven or hell. Heaven or hell. But at least this resurrection is making us know that what Christ said, he said, if Christ had not been raised, if had not been raised from the dead, they would have meant that every other thing he said is also not true. You know that. It would have meant that every other thing he said is also not true. Because, um, was it in Kenya or somewhere, that a pastor said they should bury him? Is it Kenya or it was on um, social media just last week or so? He said they should bury him. And then on the third day, he will come back alive. So his church members also went and, Hey, you people, you are bad. Your pastor is going, you should go and bury him. You should go and you also agree. All of them should be charged with murder. Is that also? <laughs> and they buried him. I don't know whether they killed him before they buried him or they buried him alive. But when they, on the third day, they realized that he was not coming. So they went and dug. Ah, you, you didn't, you, didn't you read it? How many of you saw it? You don't read anything. Ah, it's all over the new, in the news. I just forgotten the country. Is it Malawi or Kenya or wherever? They waited and waited. He wasn't coming back. And was, they, they, nothing was happening. So they went and dug. And when they, when they dug the body, the body was dead. Dead. He was not even buried dead. He was buried alive. But when he went, when they went, he was dead. He was gone. Yeah. So it's not easy to die and come back to life. Yes. And Jesus, he told them that, you see, as a sign that everything I'm telling you is true. As a sign that everything, and it's not, it's not like before Jesus, people didn't believe that the dead comes back to life. It was not like before Jesus, people didn't, because they were, they are at, before Jesus, they were, there were people who lived. And they had all sorts of ideas. They had ancient religions and their beliefs and all those things. They had these Egyptian gods and all those people who also believed in some way, somehow, that there's some life after death. You also believe some way, somehow, that there's some life after death. You see, they all, they all, they all believed. Even... I mean, they believe so many things that, I mean, there's life after death. Even we, before Christianity came to Africa, you get it? Our, four, our forefathers and mothers, they knew somehow that there's life after death. That is why when sometimes a, a chief dies, they will bury him with some people to go and serve him in the world after. They had an idea that the end of life is not just dying. They had that idea. They had that idea. Do you get it? And everybody is, because I think that people realize that how can this complex being just come around and die and go? Look at how complex you are. Look at how complex you are. People just, no, it can't, it can't just be that you just come around you live, 
and then you die and go. So some way, somehow. And then the God in us, because that God in us, it started from the Garden of Eden. That God in us and in them was always pointing to them that, look, there is life after death. There's life after death. Except that no one knew what it was after death. Some people thought that when they die, maybe they go somewhere, they can bless us. That's why they used to, some people were born like basically they can pray to them that they should help us and all those. Remember, Paul Abation, they would mention their names, ask wherever you are going, come and help us. And all those, and if yours is not a good one, then no help will come. You see, so all those things were there. But it took Jesus to come and say that, look, there is life after death. And not only that, I know what happens after death. There's life after death, one. And I know what actually takes place after death. I know it. I know it. I know it. Wow. And to prove that, he said, I am going to prove this by dying. I will die. And you bury me. And then on the third day, I myself will come back from the dead. On the third day. You see, the closest you have seen, come to seeing the dead is a ghost. Some of you, you have a dream. And then you saw a ghost. That's the closest. Do you get it? And so if you are there, you are praying for your dead and dead brother to come and give you little numbers and all manner of, of face. When you're going to see, you pray that, oh, you mention and then, since you are dead and we are all struggling, oh, mommy, why don't you bring us little numbers so that we'll get money and pay all this school that you cry. You cry. That's why every Nigerian film, every Ghanaian film, a ghost will have to come to come and help. You see, these days, I've seen that other, even the whites are also believing in ghosts. We say, I was watching a white American film and the ghost came to help. So all of them are believing in ghosts coming to help. But Jesus said, I know what takes place after death. Yeah. So many people have come to give us an idea. Do you get it? Give us an idea. But they then said when they died, they couldn't come and tell us what they saw. Do you get it? If only we knew. Can you imagine? How many of you know anybody in your family who has died? I must say who has died before. I mean, who has died and hasn't come. How many of you know anybody who has died? Almost all of us. Wouldn't you be happy that they came to tell you what is happening? Wouldn't you be happy they came and tell you one? If you won. But I was saying they have become a cloud, a, 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 a crowd of no a cloud. Is it a crowd or cloud? It's a crowd. It's, it's not a cloud. They become a not I thought it was crowd. No. Hebrews. As not the ones who are like spectators. Spectators are a cloud. Okay. They become a cloud of witnesses. Ah, it has come. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about so great, a cloud of witnesses. A cloud of witnesses. So, somehow, they are not coming to us, but they see us. Mm. So, let's say if there's a Christian here who has died, you get it. And he sees us. 
So if you are a Christian here like this, and a brother has died before from here, he died in the Lord, or she died in the Lord, they see us. So as we are coming to church and we are doing bad things, they see you, but they can't come and tell you anything. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are witnessing. So they are witnessing that as you are sitting here, you are saying you are a Christian, you are doing bad things. But they can't say anything because they can't come around. Yeah, that's what they are. They are, they are very sad. Some of them are very sad at what they are seeing. Some of your family members, when they see what you are doing, hey, you feel sorry. And they also, they are also a cloud of witnesses to encourage us to go on in our life with God. Hallelujah. And I think they do more of that. They are more of, you can make it. You can make it. You can make it. They are the ones who make us call last minute goals. Don't give up. Don't give up. Like some team I know. <laughs> How they need these people. Don't give up. Don't give up. Then they will score a last minute goal. Hallelujah. But Jesus, what I'm saying is that no one, we all know, we all somehow that when man dies, he's alive. But how are they alive? Where are they? You get it. So in, in, in John 1.18, in John 1.18, it says that no one, again to say that what he said is very important, he said that no man had seen God. No man has seen God at any time. At any time. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten son, which is in the bosom of the father, he had declared him. You get it. So Jesus is a special person. He came to let us know what is beyond this life. And by the way, there are three, you know we have three lives. We have three lives. Or is that what I say? We have two deaths and one life. Is that not so? But they're all in the life. The first time you die is when you are not born again. God told Adam and Eve that you die if you eat of the fruit. And they, they, they were living. So they were, they were dead. So that's the first death. Then the second death is the physical death that we all die. Is that not so? The physical death that we all die. But we have one life. Two deaths, one life. Two deaths, one life. The physical, no, there are three deaths. Three deaths, one life. Come, 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 come to imagine. Three deaths, one life. Because when you are not born again, you were dead. Then your physical death, you die. Then after death, you go and meet the real death. And the real death is the one that Bible says that you be in hell forever. Yes. Eternity. No time limit. No t- some people have t- tried to explain that eternity is a rest stop. There's some rest stop that God will arrange and rearrange certain things and after you are there for a while then you can live there to go to another place. I'm not going too much into it for one or two reasons. But you can live there to a no. That one is forever. But when, when you talk about life, when you come into this world, you're already dead in your sins. But when you give your life to Christ, then you become alive. You get it. And then when you die, you are not dead. 
So that physical death cry doesn't concern you. And then you continue in eternity. That is only one life for us. But three deaths if you don't have Jesus Christ. One life for us. I know you don't understand. One life for us, but three deaths. You will die, you die three times. Hallelujah. So Jesus came to show us what, is in, what, what it means to have resurrection of the dead. And if you understand this particular chapter and this resurrection story as a Christian, that is when you actually will be able to live as a Christian and as a believer. Hallelujah. That is why to the Christian, even though death is painful, but we know death is not the end of life. Even though death is painful. I remember when my mom died. She was just going for choir rehearsal, my brother's birthday. So she was going, prepared salad, prepared things. They were coming to celebrate the birthday. And she went right in front of her house. As she came back, she died right in front of her house. Just like that. Just like that. Do you get it? So, but because we know that she was a Christian, some way, somehow, we were pained. It disturbed us, but somehow too, we were, we were strong. I remember during the funeral, as people were crying, I was, I was rather going around witnessing to them about Jesus. I was rather going around and see the woman who is lying there, she's born again. She is that, and that's what it means. I, I remember I entered the room. I was not there when he, he, she died. So when I, wherever I was, I came. I didn't, it wasn't from, I came with the train. Wherever I was, I came. When I came, when I came, they were all crying. And as a young man, I don't know how old I was. I think I was about 19 or 20 years old or so, but I had just been born again. I just been born again about, see, I got born again in May. And then um, she, she took me to a program in our service of God, somewhere in August. And then the pastor prayed for her to receive Holy Ghost baptism. And then, but she was born again already. Then I, the pastor told me that I should lay hands on her to speak in tongues. Small boy. Ostatious. Put my hand on her. And then she started speaking in tongues. I can remember the way even her mouth was. I can picture. Then, when we went home, I was passing by her bedroom. I heard some noise. So I went to look people. She was standing in front of her mirror. I said, wow. Then I left to Kumase, young boy. Then I was there when I was told that she had died. So when I came, they were all crying. I said, don't cry, including my father. And his friends, we all stand in the small room. It's not that I'm tall, but I'm big. I was very tiny. Very, very tiny, like that. Then I stood there, I said, I just stood there, I told her, I said, this woman, whom we are mourning, she's born again. I told them how we went to the uh, uh, um, program, how I, she had the Holy Ghost baptism, and how she did, and I said that if we want to see her again, if we want to see her again, then I reminded that Jesus said, don't weep for me, weep for yourselves. Don't weep for me. Because if you know where I'm going to, if you knew where I was going to, you would not be weeping for you. Weep for yourself. And I preached. Hey, 
When I finished, I did the call. I mean, somebody is dead and you are sitting there and somebody won't you, won't you give your life to Christ. Almost everybody. In fact, the funeral, in fact, her funeral was like a party. At a point, it was like a party. It's like, not party like people, that one that you're talking about, like so many people were there and it's, there was some joy. Somebody told they have never attended a funeral like that before. It was like a party. So what am I saying? I'm just saying that there's, there is life after death. It's just that no one has seen the Father. And he has made him known to us. Hallelujah. And if, if, if you really believe this as a Christian, as a believer, like Bishop said um, on, on Friday, that, see, that this theology is not part of Christianity these days. It's preaching about death. Preparing for death. It's not part of our theology these days. Because everybody wants to die, but nobody, everyone wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. <laughs> so, no one has seen the Father. The Son is the only one who has seen the Father. When he came here on earth, how long did he live for? 33 years old. 33. Do you think Jesus couldn't have prayed for a long life? He could have prayed to live for 90 years. He has life in he himself, his life. He himself, his life. But by dying at that age, he is still confirming to us, which up to today we still don't believe. He's still confirming to us that the one after is as real as the one we are seeing now. The one after is as real. But what is it? Not, not just the one after, but how you enter the one after. Either you are born again. If you are not born again, don't enter. Pen drive. May God deliver you from all the things that they are, they are saying about you. Hey, it's the life after. And how do we go there? And Christians, sometimes I, I wonder. I wonder. And no one, let me just preach my message. So he came to teach us. So no one has seen the Father. So there are some things we can see from this passage of Scripture. One or two things and we'll close. Otherwise, we won't close. So first of all, we should believe. He said, if Christ had not died, then our preaching is, is vain. Do you get it? Do you know there are some people, they don't believe in preaching. Up to today, they don't believe in preaching. They don't see the importance of the word of God. They don't see. They, they prefer to hear other things than the word of God. It's true. Do you get it? But Paul is saying that this preaching is not in vain. We are not wasting our time. You are not wasting your time. When pen drive was pen drive, then he was telling us that they are wasting their time in the church. I mean, that's the pen drive before in the, the drama. They were wasting their time, but it's not in vain. We are not wasting our time. It's not in vain. You know, even some of you Christians, you are beginning to think that it's in vain. Even some of you, the way these days your life has become and things like, you are not too sure again. You are not too sure again. How many of you are here like that? Yeah, I've, I've seen some honest people. I've seen some honest people. You are not too sure again. It's like, this preaching we have heard, uh, is it really? It's real. So to confirm the things he came to say, that's why he said, I will die. And on the third day, I will come again from the dead. And what happened? That's why we are having Resurrection Sunday. It's not that we don't know that Jesus is already 
are resurrected. No. No. When, when we wore black on Friday, it's not that we don't know that we have to, we are already, we already have the victory. No. It's only that we were just reminding ourselves, commemorating. That's all. But we know what Christ has done for us when he died on the cross. And he, died, he did it once and forever. He did it once and forever. But we, there's a need for us to remind ourselves of what Christ has done for us. Hallelujah. So one of the things that this passage of Scripture says is that if Christ has died, if indeed he rose from the dead, then our sins are forgiven. Hallelujah. Verse 19. He said, sorry, verse 17. He said, if Christ has not been raised, then you are still in your sins. Are ye yet in your sins? So because Christ was raised, that is why we believe. You see, because one of the most important things that you should have faith in, you should believe in, you should accept is that you have forgiveness of sin. Yes, you have. And no one gave that thing to you. It's Christ who gave it to you. And no one should take it. You shouldn't allow anybody to take it away from you. You know, there are some people, they make you feel condemned. They make you feel like you are not born again. They make you feel that you are not righteous. But Christ came to die for our sins. That is why he came to die. And you have to believe in it. If I think all our faith rests in this, that we, our sins are forgiven and we have fellowship with God. That's all our faith. This is what it rests on. That our sins are forgiven. But that's what the Bible says in Romans 8, 1, that there is now therefore no condemnation. No one should condemn you. Do you get it? I would prefer to err on the side of caution by telling that your sins are forgiven than to make you live in condemnation. I would prefer that one for, than for you to live in condemnation. I would prefer to let you know that when you confess your sins, Christ forgives you of your sins. He didn't share, he didn't share, his, he didn't share his blood for, in vain. No. He came so that you have forgiveness also. If Christ came out of the dead, it means that the day you confess your sins, that Lord, I confess of my sins, I believe in Christ Jesus, from today I am born again, you were born again. And your sins were forgiven. Hallelujah. From that day, any time Satan brought your sins back to you, what do you have to tell the devil? I'm forgiven. It's under the blood. That is if Christ indeed was raised from the dead. But we know, hallelujah, that Jesus was raised from the dead. Hallelujah. Your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Hallelujah. It's very, very important. It also means that if your sins are not forgiven, then Christ's death and resurrection will not mean anything to you. It's vain. If your sins are not forgiven. That is why you need to always ask God to forgive you of your sins. 
Peter asked Jesus a certain question. Say, how many times must my brother sin against me that I'll forgive the person? And Jesus, how many times did Jesus say we should forgive the person? Seventy times. How many times? In a day. Seventy times seven is how, what? Four hundred and ninety times in a day. Which means that God is very particular about forgiveness. Forgiveness of sins. He's very because see, when that sin is in you, you cannot have a relationship with Him. And He always wants you as soon as as soon as you have any thought of sin, you feel that you have done anything wrong. He says, "Come and collect forgiveness of sins." Yes, come and collect forgiveness of sins, which is your inheritance. That is a resurrection. What it means. Because in him, we have forgiveness of sins. And you must not, as a Christian, live in your sins and go to hell. You must not ask, not even, yes, first as an unbeliever, as a human being, and also as a Christian. Because the, the person, the human being, or the one who is, not, who is an unbeliever, must first believe and be born again. And the Christian must also always go for forgiveness of sins. Because you can be a Christian. How many of you have sinned before? I've since you became a Christian. Yeah. I mean, the elephant ones and the ant ones all together. Do you get it? But God wants you to, forgive, to have forgiveness of sins because Christ has risen from the dead. Hallelujah. And it is true. 70 times, 70 times. I say, I will prefer to tell you that 70 times, 70 times, go for forgiveness of sins than to tell that you are condemned. I will prefer to tell you this so that his death would not be in vain. I would prefer to tell that if you continue in it, that's up to you. If you also say that because it's there, 70 times, 70 times, so you are even counting it in the day. You are counting, so today, just 10. If I put the whole week's one, it's just 40. So I'm still within, within the, this thing. That one is up to you, but I'm telling you what the Bible says, I should tell you. Hallelujah. Amen. Christ has been raised from the dead, then those who are falling asleep in Christ will also be raised in that day. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. It means that the story that one day God will come for us and all those who are dead and those who are alive will be caught up in the heavens. It means it's also true. Hallelujah. It means that anyone you know who has died, one day, the person will come alive. Yes. And then if you are not dead at that time, that God comes, then all of you will meet together. Yes. All of us will meet together. So, there is life after death. And Jesus you know, because of time, Jesus showed this to us very vividly when he told us the story of Lazarus and a rich man, which I'm sure they were trying to show us. The story of Lazarus and a rich man. How many of you have heard of that story before? Christian man, Christian brother, never forget about this one. Because I always say this is an eyewitness account of what happens after death. Because Jesus was there. He saw everything. 
about how the rich man died and the poor man died. He was there. He saw everything. Yeah. So everything. And so when the rich man died, and it's not because he was rich, oh. it's only because he was an unbeliever. Because you can be poor and die and go to hell. And you can be rich and die and go to heaven. That's why I know you are going to heaven. Because most of you are rich. Amen. You can be poor and die and go to hell or heaven. Can reach a day and go to hell. But he was making a point to us that he was there when he saw that the rich man had died physically. He was there when the poor man Lazarus also died. He was there. But what happened is what he told us. It's what is happening now. So anybody you know who has died is one of these is, is in this story. Either here or there. And if you also die today, you are either, you are in this story. So don't say that you don't know about what happens after death. Don't say that you don't know about what happens after death. And this is what must let you even live your Christian life well. Because do you know that you don't know when you will die? Christians, do you know you don't know when you will die? Look, you can go and sleep, but then you realize your body is lying down. I remember once I was lying in bed with my wife, and I but then I realized I was looking at her and she was asleep. God just gave me a glimpse of what, what will happen. I was I was dead, and I, I realized we were asleep, but I realized that I was looking at her, and I realized my body was there, and I was looking at her. I said, Wow, wow. Then I realized God also has a sense of humor. Because as I, was, as I was looking at her, the first thing I asked, I don't know why I asked that question. I said, who will marry her? <laughs> God has a sense of humor. I, in fact, when, when, I, when I realized that it was an experience, I asked myself, why did I ask this nice experience? Why, why is it the first thing that came to my mind is, who will marry her? I didn't go and look for, maybe if I'm going to look for Peter, I would never come back. So, I said, who? But I, I had that, I saw her. So she was lying there like that. And my body was as it was. As I was lying, everything. I was just there like that, looking at her. I said, wow. Then I believe, so far as I got up, then I believe I came back to my And I came back. That's what happens when you die. You get it? Christian, but you don't know when it, supposing it had happened that day. Supposing it had happened that day. And that's about Many years ago, my last one is how old now? Your last one is how old now? <laughs> 18. That's, that's more than 18 years. Yeah. That's more than 18 years. All of Most of you will not have known me. Those of you who have gotten married, those of you who have, you not have known me. I would have gone. But you know where I would have been? Yeah. So, Jesus is telling us, and I'm telling you as you are sitting here, that you don't know when it's going to happen. It can happen today. It can happen tomorrow. Look at our dear sister there. The son was with us. When we came here, the son joined us. Joined the drama ministry. Film stars. He was a star in the film stars. Then 31st night, God called him. Simple. He's God, isn't it? He's God. He calls you when he wants. He calls you when he wants. Are you ready? Hey. 
There was silence in heaven. It causes. But if we if we understand the resurrection story, after if we understand the resurrection story, the only thing that will make you afraid of death is sin. When you are not sure. Yes. The only thing that will make you afraid of death is you are living in sin. But otherwise, and even the sins, so like you know what righteousness is. So you just try and confess your sins and live in the righteousness that God has given to you. And try and avoid all those things. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And believe. We believe by faith, though. We cannot, you cannot really see. Because some of you, even when the dancing stars were dancing, I'm sure sin entered your heart. Yeah, I'm sure sin entered your heart. Some of you, when um, pen drives girls sat on their lap, I'm sure things came on your heart. I'm sure things came to your heart. Even in church, circumstances can make you sin. Something will make you sin. So what you need to do is that always, that's why Jesus told the disciples, anytime you are praying, pray that forgive us our sins. And he said, he said, teach us to pray. Is that not so? And he gave them what they call our daily prayer. Daily prayer. Jesus wants you to every day confess of your sins. But that's the only thing that should make you afraid of death. So I mean, when I hear somebody is dead, the first thing I ask, was he born again? Was she born again? That's, all, that's the first question I ask. Then, sometimes you are not sure. Sometimes the ones you are sure to you are, it's not true. It's not true. I tell you, we have buried people that we have said, may the Lord do this, do this. And when you, later, when you hear things that they did, you say, hey, what a shock. Amen. There is life after death. Tell your friend there is life after death. Look, the thing that must stop you from sinning as a Christian shouldn't be because somebody will see you. No. Shouldn't even be because you want God to give you a blessing. No. It's like, oh, it was, it was, it was, it will, it will, um, like the hand of the Lord is not sure that it cannot save, but because of your sin. So, it's, it, my blessing will not come because I have sinned. No. It should rather be that if I sin, I will not go to heaven. And that's why I say, if you understand it, that's why I say that you cannot exchange this life for anything. Not for anything. Not for one second. How long will it take to enjoy yourself? Maximum. Even if you have Viagra and all those things, all those boosters are there. Maximum seven minutes. That one even means that you are very, 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 very athletic. You are very athletic. Sorry? Yeah, you are very athletic. So the maximum, then you ask yourself, is it worth it? Is it worth? What shall a man give in exchange for this life? This life is so important that Jesus Christ died at the age of 33. That he could have died at 90. Telling us that it's not important. He didn't even marry. You, because of marriage, you are not married. You have left the church. 
Because of Mary, you are not married, you are left the church. You are leaving the church to go and marry. But Jesus, when he came, he didn't even marry. He didn't even marry. You can marry today and die tomorrow. I know, I know, I know, I'm sure some of us, you know people like that. I know a certain lady, she wanted a child. Nobody was coming. So she went and collected a child from somewhere. Then she died and left the child. What shall a man give in exchange for your life? So this was Sunday. I know you came with white to come and dance, but it's not about dancing. It's a serious matter. It's a serious matter that I'm talking about. It's not about dancing. It's not about going around and scraping your handkerchiefs and everything. Another reason. No! It's a serious matter that the church must now talk about. Yes. Serious matter. So that's why now the church is full of all manner of day. There's no heaven or hell in our mind too. That's why I'm so happy when young people are doing bad things and they come to know that what we are doing is bad. Let's stop. I prefer that than you hiding it. Yeah. I prefer that. Recently, I heard about a young, I heard about a young boy and a young girl who were doing so well. Who were doing so well. But unfortunately, they were having some issues about sex and all manner of things. So, when I heard I am sure the young man and the young woman, when I heard they were probably very disappointed and they were probably very sorry that I've heard and everything. But when I heard all that I told myself, the Lord, I thank you that these people have seen this while they are alive. What if this time had been kept and they had died in it? We would have come to church and blessed them. Not uh, we bless the body. We have come to church and give them glowing tributes. This lady was a God-fearing lady. Children respected her. His wife respected him. The husband loved her. He would have said so many things. And as we said, the, angel, the demons will be waiting. Please finish. Okay, then the demons will look. The pastor is preaching too much. Now we are going to wait outside. We will collect the soul and go. You, that's what happened. That's why I said that it is better to confess your sins. It doesn't necessarily mean confess to man. It is better to make sure that things are made right with God. Hallelujah. And those of you sitting, listening to me, you may never know when that time will come. But enjoy this resurrection Sunday in Jesus' name. John, in closing, in closing, John, you say oh. And Ellie, please, you say oh. John 14, 1 to 3. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. Hallelujah. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, if it were not so, if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Hallelujah. 
And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. This was Resurrection Sunday. All the things Jesus said in the Bible has been proven true by the resurrection. When he rose again from the dead. And it includes this one. It includes this one. That he's going to prepare a place for us. And he's still preparing that place for you. Hallelujah. Prepare yourself for heaven. God, there is the resurrection of the dead. Hallelujah. Some of us are talking right now. When we close, you are going back to your boyfriend. I mean, all the things we are saying about the rest of the dead, everything, everything, all the things we are saying. In fact, when we finish, you confess your sins, but you join us in the sinner's prayer. So when we finish, you confess your sins. But as soon as you cross here, you are going back. Easter Monday. Easter Monday, meet me there. Even some of you, a boy in the church and again in the church, they have, you have planned you go for meet me there. You are in the church. As I'm talking right now, you are in the church. You are planning for meet me there Easter Sunday. Hey! And the meet me there is not the problem. Have a meet me there. You can meet in school, you can meet everywhere. It's not the problem. It's the things that are going to happen there. One sister told me that bishop, that those this guy, I said, Pastor, I don't know. We just went out for meet me there just once. And I got pregnant. Hey! If you go today, tomorrow, and it comes, it will lock. It will, you see, some of you say, hey, when it comes, we will remove it. This one will stay. And please, please, there will be twins. Amen. There will be twins. They will stay. And there will be twins. It will come like this. Oh, we shall all behold your glory, the glory of it. Amen. They will stay. So, listen. You have no idea. You have no idea the love of God. God is not wishing this for anyone here. God is not wishing this for any one of us here. God rather wants you to repent of your sins. You want to repent of your sins. God rather wants you to say, Lord, I believe that you died for my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Hallelujah. Forgive me of my sins. And believe, see, believe God that it is true. Many people said there's no resurrection of the dead. It was something, they couldn't believe anything like that happening. They couldn't believe anything like that happening. But there is. There is. And when that day comes, let's, when I die, and you die, eh, um, Delali, when I die, you die. And we all, I mean, whatever old you are, you all die. And we all resurrect. We shall see ourselves. I'll see Delali, you see me. Yeah. I'll see that. That's if the Lord blesses us and we all die in the Lord. Yes. What a joy it will be. 
What a joy. So Resurrection Sunday, I want to remind you that that's how we are born again. Oh. That's how we are born again. The born again ends when you die in the Lord. Some of you have already started dying in the world. You are in the church, but you are dying in the world. You're in the church. You are somebody's um, girlfriend. You're in the church like that. You are a side chicken, side cock. Yeah. The women are chicks and the men are cocks. You know some men who are side cocks. What a, what man of love is this? What man of love is this? Hallelujah. And so we want to thank God for Resurrection Sunday. We want to thank God for the love he has shown to us. And let us know that we have not believed in vain. Our faith is not in vain. It's, there's a proof of our faith. And whatever we are doing, you know, Bible says, the joy that was said before Jesus, the joy, the joy, the joy. This morning I was going to ask a prayer. I said, Lord, let us see the joy that is ahead of us, the joy. It is that joy. You see, when you know of that joy, eh, it can never be compared to anybody's breast. No. It can never be compared to any man's chest. Like my six packs. It, wait, can you see? Who said A? Can you see? It can never be compared to that. I'm telling you. Last night, I don't know what it's last night in the morning. The Lord told me about somebody. He said, This person. This person. And I was sad. Doing well in church. Do well in church, do everything. Say this person is as you see. Not as you see. I say, wow. So I say, so, and the person doesn't know. I mean, God just told me. The name just said, This person is not as you see. And and I was communing with God about heaven and hell. As you see, I say, wow. Is it you? Is it you? The Lord said this person. Because you are here, I can see you. Yeah. I mean, even if you are at the back, it's not only at the front, if you are at the back, I mean, you are here. Yes. Because those at the back are trying to take it. It's not for you. Hallelujah. So, beloved, for the joy, the joy of what? That's why Jesus came to die and prove to us that this thing that is telling us, it is true. These days, even women are getting angry with their husbands. They want to show them that they also they can also do what I can do what you can do. I can do what you can do. So when the man says, I will, Easter is coming, I'll get lost for three days. Like um, who go <laughs> like Jesus, I'll disappear for three days. Then the woman said, Okay, me too, like like Mary Madeline. I will appear with the pregnancy. With a man, you know, the husband I haven't married. Also. With Je- uh-huh. like, like Mary, I also appear with my pregnancy like Jesus' mother. Hey, it's like you do me, I do you. <laughs> you do me, I do you. Do me, I will never do you. 
Because I know where I'm going to. I know what I'm doing. Do me. I'll never do you. It's as simple as that. Look, you can go and sleep with 48 women, men, God forbid. I, I won't say because you are sleeping with men. I'm a, do, you, do you think that I think you are the one who, who died for me? No. You didn't die for me. So your husband is doing so you are going to show your husband to, to, to lose your soul. He can go to hell. He can do it for a hundred times. He can even come and do it in a room. But I won't do, I won't do it. It's not a tit for tat. It's heaven and hell. It's heaven and hell. It's not tit for tat. It's heaven and hell. It's not tit for tat. It's not I'm showing you what I can do. No. It's not about that at all. It's not about that at all. Now you are doing, I'm also going to do it. I said to one woman, so he's been doing it uh, about me. I know that I don't want to lose my life. He said, if I wanted to do this, well, look at me. The person to well, look at me. If I wanted to do this, I said, wow, yeah, you are you. <laughs> but for Christ and for resurrection, for all those things, he says, I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. So let not your heart be troubled, my lady. When he's doing all those things, don't say I'm going to retaliate. No. Just leave and pray for him. Leave her and pray for her. You can't do anything about it. You can only pray about it. But for you, keep your soul. Keep your spirit. Hallelujah. At the end of the day, you pray for the person too, that everybody will understand. Never say that. Never say, when you do this, I'll, you, I'll see you in hell. No, even, even that one, don't say that. Don't say that. Tell if you know what hell is there. You even pray that, like they, you mean, not so when I'm praying for, but I pray that, Lord, like they sit on the cross before they die, even one second before they die, may they know Christ. Because it's not nice so, to see a relative or somebody going to hell. It's not, it will not be a nice thing at all. That's if you yourself you escape hell. So God have mercy on us. God be gracious to us. All these opportunities God is giving to us so that we make our lives right with him. And let me tell you something. What you are struggling for, that you think that you need some quick money to make it up so that and when you finish, you can come back to God. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. I'm telling you, it's not worth it. God would have given to you anyway. Haven't he done it before? Hasn't he done it before? He has done it. He would have done it anyway. You didn't even ask. He would have done it anyway for you. So why? Why compromise when God is still on your side? So I want to thank God for today. I want to thank God for this resurrection Sunday. I want to thank God for a powerful Good Friday service we had. All for God to remind us about this. Because very, very important in the life of a Christian, the death and the resurrection of Christ. Very, very important. And I want to thank God that we lived to see it. And um, before we close, I want to give everybody an opportunity 
that this resurrection is true. It is true. The story is true. So we want us to bow down our heads and we want to ask God to forgive us of our sins. Anything in your life that you know may be a hindrance to you and your God. You want to say, Father, I pray for forgiveness. Forgive me. And I pray that this thing is taken out of my life. Some of you, as you ask for forgiveness, you need something else to help you to get out of that thing. Just pray to God. It's not worth it. It's not worth it, I'm telling you. It's not worth it. Yes, that secret life is not worth it. Yes, Nothing is worth this life that God is giving yes, to you. It's yes, not worth it. So just pray to God. Yes, this time from your heart that you are ready to let it go. You are ready to live a righteous life. The woman God gave to you is forever. You are supposed to be with her, with her forever. You can. Nothing has changed. You can. You can. You can. You can. The man God gave to you, you can. You can. Nothing has changed. Just pray. Ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins. Oh, yes, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Now, if it should happen today, by the grace of God, by your grace, Lord, you have eternal life. Forgive us, Lord. Yes, Lord. Wash us, wash us, wash us, oh God. By the blood, by the blood, by the blood. Thank you. We thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. Oh, yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Maybe with every eye closed and every head bowed, every eye closed and every head bowed, maybe someone invited you to church today or you came by yourself, but deep, deep down in your heart, you are not sure you are saved. You are not sure you are born again. You are not sure. Maybe you have even been here before. But all this while, we have testimonies before where somebody said there's one year of being here is when she actually got born again. So all this while, maybe you have been around. But if you had died, you would have gone to hell. Because you know that you are not really born again. You know that things in your life that are not going to make you make heaven. And you want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. I want to go to heaven when I die. Pastor, pray for me to, to have this resurrection, this life after death. Pray for me. Every eye closed. Every eye closed. You want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. It may be your first time of coming here. Me, I've been here before. Say, Pastor, pray for me. Lift with every eye closed. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray for you. God bless you. Lift it up, up high. God bless you. Up, up high so I can see. Pastor, pray for me. I don't want to live here today without knowing that I'm saved. That if I die now, I will go to heaven because my sins are washed by the blood of Jesus. Keep your hand up. God bless all of you. All of you, sons are up. May God bless you. Close your eyes, my brother. Close your eyes. If you want to join, you can join them. Maybe you have been born again before, but somehow you are backslidden. You want to say, look, I want to give my life back to Christ. I don't want to live in this life again. Join the hands that are up. Join the hands that are up. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. 
Now, every hand that is up, God has seen this hand. Take a step of faith and come to me for wherever you are. Every hand that is up, God bless you. Just come to me. Come to me. Put your hands together for them as they come. Come to me. Every hand that is up, put your hands together for them as they come. Put your hands together for them as they come. Every hand that is up, if you raise your hand, just come. Just come. Just come. Just come. Just come. And receive Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. God bless you. 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 for you. Come, come. Right and sing the song again. Lift up your right hand and just surrender your life to Jesus. standing here, let's keep standing here, but those of us in the congregation, I want everybody to stand if you can, unless there's a reason you are sitting, stand to your feet. Those of you in the congregation, I'm assuming that you are saved, you are born again, and I'm assuming that you know, how many of you here in the congregation know that if you should die today, you are going to heaven, give me a wave. You know, you are sure. If you are not sure, if you are not sure, just come here. But if you are sure, just give me a wave. Raise your right hand. Let me see. If you are not sure, come. If your hand is not up, you can come. If your hand is not up, you are not sure. You see, don't try and say because people are looking at you. So some of you, I saw your hands down, but ask people, hey, then you raise it reluctantly. Yes, God bless you. If, you. if you are not sure, just come. There's no reason for you to stay here, come here and go. Without knowing, if you are not sure, come. If you are not sure, come. If you are not sure, come. Okay, those of you who are left, okay, some are more are coming. Put your hands together for them. Not a small, not a. 
If you are not sure, come, 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 come. Today's resurrection Sunday. Okay. Now, those of us who are still here, I want us to make a, a prayer of rededication. We are rededicating our lives to God. You know, some of you, it is not that you, you should stand there, but some, something is making you stand. But the love of God is still coming to you. It's still coming to you wherever you are. So close your eyes. Not those of you, those in the congregation. Close your eyes and lift up your hand. Say, dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I thank you. I thank you. For my salvation. For my salvation. Today. Today. I rededicate. I rededicate. My life to you. My life to you. I confess again. I confess again. And believe in my confession. And believe in my confession. That Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. Is the Lord of my life. That my sins, that my sins are, forgiven. are forgiven. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus today, today, look into my heart. Look into my heart. And see if there's any hidden sin in me. As I confess of my sins, as I confess of my sins, as a born-again Christian, as a born-again Christian, forgive me, forgive me of my sins. Of my Forgive me, forgive me of my double life. My double life. Forgive, me forgive me and wash me, and wash me inside, out inside out with your blood. With your blood. Wash me, Lord. Wash me, Lord. And Lord, I pray for strength, Lord, I pray for strength to live this life, to live this life of, a true believer, of a true believer that I will not go back, that I will not go back to this sin that is waiting for me. To this sin that is waiting for me. Because of the joy, because of, the joy of, eternity of eternity that is ahead of me. That is ahead of Thank me. you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For washing me clean. For washing me clean with your blood. With your blood. I continue to be your child. I continue to be your child. I continue to be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I continue to be the righteousness of God. Thank in you in Jesus. Jesus' name. Thank you. In Put your hands together name. for Jesus. And now, those of you here, if you came with any of these ones, I'm sure you're already standing behind them. Okay. If you came, I'm sure you're already standing behind them. Those of you, I want you to say this with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I thank you for today. I thank you for today. 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 I believe. I believe. In my heart. In my heart. That Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ. Is the Son of God. Is the Son of God. Of my own free will. Of my own free will. I accept Jesus. I accept Jesus. As my Lord. As my Lord. And my personal Savior. My personal Savior. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Forgive me. Forgive me. Of all my sins. For all my sins. And wash me, and wash me with your blood. With your blood. I thank you, Lord, that from today. I thank you, Lord, from today. I am yours. I am yours. And you are mine. And you are mine. In Jesus' name. Jesus. In Jesus' name. Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That my name. My name. It's written in the book of life. It's written in the book of life. Thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Amen. Jesus. Amen. Wonderful. God bless you for listening to Active Word by Bishop Ishmael Sam. 
For copies of today's message or any other message by Bishop Sam, please contact us on 0244-534-816 or visit us at Loyalty House International, Abid Dawenya. You can also send Bishop Sam an email at pastorishmael at yahoo.com. For prayer and counseling, you can contact us on 0246-939-984. To support this program, send your donations via mobile money to 055-874-2922 or 050-940-0044. You can join us in worship via YouTube and Facebook Live at Bishop Ishmael Sam-DHMM. Also at Royalty House International HQ page. You can also join us in worship this and every Sunday in our powerful gathering service at 9 a.m. at the Royalty House International Abedowenya. God bless you.